Hey, it's Renee, and this is the Just Go With The Flow podcast. Last weekend, this has nothing to do with the episode, but I just wanted to talk about it. I had my first competition of the season. Um, I haven't competed since last March when the pandemic started, and obviously it's not, it was not, you know, a normal competition. There was a lot of restrictions and a lot of guidelines because of the pandemic, so it was very different. It was my first, as as I said, it was my first competition of the season, my first competition with COVID. It, well, I didn't, well, well, like, the pandemic, but um, you know what I mean. But it was a very weird feeling. I was very nervous. Like, I think I always get more nervous the week of competition that rather the actual day of competition and i think it's just like the build-up and like the nerves start kicking in but i was so nervous that whole week i i wasn't sure how our dances were gonna go and you know just i mean this is how it is every competition i always get super super nervous even yeah if i've been competing for like several years it still (laughs) makes me incredibly nervous but Oh, I mean, of course, the first competition is always going to be the most nerve-wracking one of the season, I feel like. Or, I guess, Nationals is pretty nerve-wracking. But I feel like the first one is very nerve-wracking just because it's the first time you're doing your dances on stage. And, you know, every year the dances get harder. Um, You know, it's a bit more challenging. So, not only are we doing these dances for the first time on stage, but... It's the first time dancing on stage in, what, like, 11 months? So, it it was very, very... It was a very weird feeling being on stage. Like, it didn't set... I feel like it didn't set in that I was on stage until, like, my second dance. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just a weird feeling, like, oh, shoot, I actually am doing a dance. And I'm, you know, there's actually people watching me. It was... I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was a very overall weird, but... um good experience we didn't do bad for our first competition i mean we've done better but we've done worse i feel like so and i mean i'm i'll take it um people always ask me like my friends who like don't dance and they'll be like oh did you win your competition yeah i don't think you can't necessarily win you just place and like you can score well so i said i'd say we did pretty good for our first competition in 11 months and with covid um I'll take it, you know, could have gone worse and trying to stay optimistic. I think we did pretty good. So yeah, that was my weekend. Um, This week, a lot, well, with school mostly, um, my county is going back into hybrid. We've been all virtual except for like a few exceptions, I think, um, so far in the school year. But um, I think next week they're going to start, some people are going to start going back to school Um, I'm staying virtual, but, you know, they had to change our schedule to accommodate those who are going to school. So now I have school from like 7.30 to 1.40, which is like a weird time frame. Like usually it's like 8 to 3 or something, but I don't know. It's a weird time. Um, Before they changed the schedule, I had school some days from 8.50 to 2.40. Some days I had from like 10.10 to 2.40. This was um during online learning in school was different i don't even remember what our school schedule was but 
yeah, it's, I'm still adjusting to it. I'm not a morning person, so get, I mean, I just go down to my computer, so it's not, I, I can't complain too much. I just go downstairs and yeah, that's basically my week, what's going on right now. But anyways, let's start with the word of the day, which is gumbo. It's so random, I don't even know. Anyways, this is a soup thickened with okra pods or filet and containing meat or seafood and usually vegetables. So, obviously this is a very different word from like the other words that I chose for the word of the day. But I chose this word because I actually took a cooking class with my friends for my friend's birthday. And we made gumbo and these cornbread muffins. And I don't know, I just, I guess I just kept hearing the word gumbo all like several times um the past week so it kind of just got stuck in my head um i don't know i think it's a fun word to say again it rolls off the tongue and i also had a lot of fun making it you know that was my first cooking class and would definitely do it again i think like the chef said like they do like a croissant class and i like gasped i want to do the croissant class so bad that would be so much fun and then i could just make croissants like anytime i want well I'd probably be too lazy, cause you have to like bake it. But like, it look it sounds fun. I could do it like every once in a while. Yeah, that'd be fun. But anyways, that's the word of the day. So now for the song of the day, um, which is "Love Story" but Taylor's version. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm so excited for her to release um, her re-recorded albums, um, especially "Fearless" and "Speak Now" because those were literally my childhood. I listen to those songs on repeat, and I, I mean, I still do, but even if it's not going to be, like, a drastic difference, I feel like, I mean, I mean, it'll be different. I mean, like, her voice has, like, matured, and obviously music, technology, whatever, has changed, but I feel like it's going to be, like, even better, you know? Like, those vibes, like, and if you think about it, like, a whole new generation is going to grow up with these iconic songs again, and also just saying this was such a big power move on her part like she is now getting the opportunity to own her songs again and as i said before a whole new generation is going to grow up with these songs meaning they're going to be with obsessed with these songs and they're going to be replaying them and replaying them i'm just so excited to hear those songs again i mean like i can listen to those songs now but like she doesn't own them so like oh, i'm just so excited it's going to be a whole new vibe and she's releasing these new songs that were unreleased i guess during the time of fearless um i think there's like six of them i'm so excited to hear them and and i don't even oh my gosh i don't even i'm like i don't know how to put it into words like why or how much i'm excited but yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that anyways let's just get into the episode okay so for today's episode, it is going to be slightly different than the previous episodes. Not that this is sad or anything, but I guess it is slightly more serious, or I don't know. This is just my personal opinion and my thoughts on this topic, but... And obviously, you already, like, read the title, so you know what this is about. But anyways, today I wanted to talk about why representation is important in media and, like, the film industry and whatnot. Um, to start out, I'm just going to put it out there that I'm only talking about my personal experience and I guess a general opinion based on like some, um, a little research I did. Obviously, everyone is going to have a different experience and opinion on this topic based on what 
you know, what media you were exposed to or where you grew up and many other factors. Also, I think I should say that I am Asian American. Both of my parents are full Filipino, meaning I'm full Filipino, but I was raised here in America, so I think that is a big factor in my opinion, but but I just wanted to put that out there because I realized that most of you don't necessarily know what I look like since the cover of the podcast is just a title and not really a picture of me, and yeah, but I just wanted to say that before we get started to clear the air. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so honestly, I don't I don't think I saw this as a big concern and I didn't think it had that much of an effect on me until maybe a couple years ago. You know, growing up I watched a lot of movies and TV shows as most people do, but I don't think I realized how not seeing someone who looked like me on that screen would later on affect me. So to start, here's a fact from pbs.org. Only two out of every ten lead film actors, or 19.8%, were people of color in 2017. Now, obviously, times have changed a bit. You know, 2017 was, like, what, four years ago? But if you think about it, that's 2017. How many people of color lead actors were there in 2005 or 2000 or even, you know, before that? Now... You may be thinking, and I mean, this is how I kind of saw it when I was younger. I just didn't really think it was serious. And, you know, I mean, they're just actors. It's just a movie. It's just a character. But I think when you see more and more movies and and are more exposed to pop culture and you start to realize that everyone looks the same or similar and barely any of them does look like you, you kind of start thinking, you know, why does no one look like me? HuffPost.com says, There's this body of research and a term known as symbolic annihilation, which is the idea that if you don't see people like you in the media you consume, you must somehow be unimportant. Honestly, I think those thoughts were more subconscious, like, over time, if that makes sense. You know, I started to feel that way, especially as I got older and thought about it more deeply but you know I didn't think much of it until I realized that every person in movies and media and whatever you know every person that I looked up to didn't necessarily look like me and I don't think it really made me feel unimportant but it did make me kind of wonder like you know why am I not portrayed in these movies and am I not good enough I guess and every person I wanted to look like and be like you know all look the same um um, this isn't for like every single person, but most of them had like, you know, long blonde hair, they had pale skin, they were tall, they were thin. And of course, five-year-old me did not look like that. And even current 16-year-old me does not look like that. Um, um, here's another quick study from HuffPost.com about television's effect on self-esteem. Focusing on children, they found that TV made subjects feel good about themselves if those subjects were white boys. Girls and boys of color, on the other hand, reported lower self-esteem as they watched. Here's another quote from a writer at Forbes. The erasure and negative portrayals of people in color can adversely affect how people of color see themselves. I I keep saying this, but I, I'm, 
I really didn't think much of it growing up. I didn't think it was a big deal. I just, you know, was, I just wanted to watch the movies. And, you know, growing up, I don't, I don't know how to put this. I didn't necessarily like the way I look. And I mean, I guess, you know, that's not, everyone has insecurities and it, it's a normal thing, especially growing up. And, and, you know, I just remember looking up to these characters, especially the main characters and, you know, everyone wants to be the main character. That's like a big thing now. Or actually, don't people now like they like they don't like the main character? Like in Victorious, doesn't no one like Victoria? Um, what's her? She just went by Tori in the show, right? Yeah. But I feel like I mean, growing up, like you know, when you're playing games with your friends, everyone wanted to be the main character. Everyone and everyone wanted to be like the star. You know. Like, you know, if you're playing, like, High School Musical with your friends, like, mostly everyone wanted to be Gabriella. Like, n no one wanted to be Sharpay because she was portrayed as, like, the mean one or whatever. I don't know. It just kind of made me, like, over time, as I kept wanting to, like, be like those characters, I, you know, I was just so desperate to, like, look like them and be them. And, you know, I didn't necessarily like the way I look. And... You know, I didn't like that I had dark hair. I didn't like, you know, that, I mean, I wasn't, like, I'm not that tan. But, like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't understand why, well, I remember being young, uh, when I was younger, I didn't understand why people wanted to tan. Like, I was like, why would you want, you know, why would you want to get tanner? And I was like, you know, I was like, if anything, I would want to have lighter skin and, I don't really think, I mean, of course, when you're, like, five, six, seven, you're not gonna think about, like, you're not gonna analyze your decisions, you're not gonna deeply think about it, but, you know, as I thought about it, I was, like, I don't think I necessarily, like, I just wanted to change every part about me, and it wasn't something that I, like, talked about a lot, it was more things that I thought of to myself, like, I'd be, like, um, like, I would just think to myself, like, you know, maybe I do want blonde hair, and, like, I don't think it, I mean, in some ways it, this could be like not a deep thing and I'm just overanalyzing it and I'm overthinking it, but I think in some ways it is because of the media and, you know, what I was exposed to and I don't necessarily think that, you know, these act, like, I think these actors that I watched were amazing and, you know, I still look up to them now, but I think that if I was exposed to more media that did have people that look like me I would have been more accepting of myself I guess I don't know really how to put it ever since I was little I've been told that I look like Sandra Oh my mom said even since I was a baby I was I've been told that I look like her and the only movie that I knew she was in when I was younger was Ramona and Beezus like she was the teacher of in Ramona's class um, that's literally the only thing I knew her from, and I didn't see it as something bad. I just, you know, I wasn't, like, insulted about it. I think it was just like, oh, you know, I'd rather look like the main character, Ramona, or even Beezus, because she was, you know, the pretty older teenage sister that I, you know, I wanted to be, and... I, I don't know. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't take it as an insult. I didn't take it as something bad, but I just 
wanted to look like the other characters and not her. And I remember this one time, I don't know how old I was. I wasn't like young, young, but I wasn't like, it wasn't recent, you know? But like, you know, someone told me like, oh, you look like Sandra O. Oh, and I was, and like, I didn't know how to reply. And I was like, is that a good thing? And like, now looking back, I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> like, I mean, I I gladly take that as a compliment now. Like, I think she's an amazing actress, and um, you know, I glad I fully I will accept that compliment. <laughs> um, I take that as a compliment now. I, you know, anyways, <laughs> um, I think that being constantly told that I look like someone who I not I didn't it's not that I didn't want to look like her but I don't know how to put it in words it's a very it's this is like a weird topic I was talking about this with my friend the not the other day well <laughs> every time I said the other day that could mean like anything like could literally mean like last year but I talked about this with my friend several times who's also Filipino and we talked about we'll have conversations about you know how like this representation you know kind of subconsciously affected us and oh you know what we talked about okay this is gonna like this might sound a little weird well okay anyways so like i started like i like played sims when i was in like what i started playing when i was in like fourth grade fifth grade that age range i don't know anyways i didn't realize until maybe like sev seventh grade. Sorry, I was trying to, I'm just trying to figure out how old I was. Anyways, around that age range, I realized I was like, every single family and person I made in The Sims, they all looked alike. Like, they all had pale skin. As I said before, they all had pale skin. They all were blonde or brunette. You know, they were all, well, I mean, and they were all tall and they were all thin and, you know, they, they all looked the same. And I had like so many people and I was like, fourth grade, you know, fourth grade me didn't think much of it. These were just the people that I had in my head that I wanted to make. And it took me like how many years to realize like, uh, that's kind of, that's not necessarily like, so that's bad right like i only envisioned one type of person and i just made copies of them like and i think that is because because of the movies and the media and like the pop culture i was exposed to it was they all look similar so that's like the not the only type of people i knew i mean i i mean growing up like the schools i went to they were pretty diverse schools i mean you know I had, you know, different friends, different friend groups and whatnot. So I don't think it was necessarily, like, that's the only people I was exposed to. Like, I didn't have any social interaction other than these type of people. But I think it was because of the media I was exposed to. I only knew of those people and I wanted to look like these people. So that's all I could think of I guess when I was making like my sims or something like that's like such an like I'm not is it weird I guess it's kind of weird but like 
it's kind of sad thinking about it like i only made like i literally made like copies of like the same person like and i think it was a sub i mean obviously it was a subconscious thing i wasn't aware of it i made like how many families and they all look the same like what the heck um but yeah and speaking of like media and stuff this is a quote from forbes this mind-boggling amount of media consumption shapes how we see the world we live in though they are largely fictional on-screen images can shape our views of reality um real quick another quote from huffpost.com over time they found that people who watched more tv embraced what they called the tv view of the world and if the tv view of the world was more violent then people assumed that the world was more violent i think my quote-unquote tv view of the world was what i made in the sims you know like it translated to that that's all i knew that's all that's that was the first thing that came to mind was the same type of person like i don't know how to put that into words like but you get what i'm saying like it's just when you put the pieces together when i put when i you know when i finally put those pieces together i was like hold on why did i do that like why did i make like 20 something people that all looked alike and you know i think with this whole tv view of the world thing i think over time it kind of was like is that how others saw me like how i saw myself and i mean obviously i didn't think this deeply of it when i was like five years old but i definitely had like an underlying feeling about it, or like thought about it i don't know what i'm trying to say like it's so hard to put it into words but like i definitely had the thoughts i just wasn't aware of the thoughts okay i think i think that's a good way to put it and i think this goes hand in hand with like stereotypes and you know people were often portrayed with stereotypes in like film people were often portrayed the same way you know if you wore glasses you were like a nerd you like you know usually the blonde girl was the mean girl and if you were asian you were like the smart nerd you know like i don't necessarily say that there shouldn't be thin princesses whatever or you know these actors or whatever but i think there should be a variety like at least show an accurate representation of what someone should look like or show a range of what especially main characters you know show a range of what of what the world is actually like you know like there's not just one type of person there's not it's you know what i'm saying okay you you get what i'm saying anyways and there's even like underlying ones that aren't that like commonly or not stereotypes but they're just like the same and like okay so what i'm trying to say is you know like the disney princesses right like they're all super skinny but obviously though like it's like it's like barbie someone like calculated like there was no way if a human was like her size like like the ratio wouldn't like you wouldn't be able to survive like she was like way too skinny and people were saying like you know we shouldn't be exposing that to like little kids because sub it'll subconsciously get into their head that like i have to be that size i always have to look like that you know i have to 
be as thin as what's a princess uh um jasmine you know what i'm saying like i don't think it's necessarily bad to have like a few princesses that look like that sure but i think that shouldn't be the only type of princess but back into the stereotypes thing okay this is why i like legally blonde because legally blonde they did not portray like she wasn't a dumb blonde like as often portrayed in film because that was a stereotype you know she was able to like pink and she was able to like sparkles and she was you know a very was like a girl a quote-unquote girly girl but she was still educated and smart and you know she was independent and they were able to show that you could be smart while still being a girl you know like that shouldn't be like something new or like different it was all it you know in movies it's often like the mean girl is like the mean girl is like super pretty good looking she has she likes wearing pink and she has heels and she has this new fancy purse but she's dumb and you know she's not the smartest person oh but the main character she's different she wears glasses she has frizzy hair she does not look like her she's not social you know she likes sweatshirts she likes baggy stuff she doesn't like quote girly things which that's another topic but she's smart so yeah so it's kind of like again it's gonna be a subconscious thing where like oh the smart girl isn't the pretty girl you know you know what i'm saying like and like the sweet life of zach and cody like ashley tisdale who was blonde uh, why am i forgetting their names oh my gosh why am i forgetting their names it was maddie right like she played mad like it was maddie and then like brenda song was london i know she was london why am i forgetting ashley tisdale's name anyways it wasn't the dumb blonde smart asian stereotype they switched it so it was the dumb asian and the smart blonde and like in a way it's like it's not bad because like you know dumb asian but like you know, they put a twist on the stereotype, so it wasn't basic, I guess, so... It's... That... Uh, uh, okay. They didn't go... They went against stereotypes. I'm just gonna... I'm not gonna... I'm just gonna leave it at that before I say anything. But, yeah. And, you know, not thinking of it, like... I can't think of a Disney show that I watched that had an Asian as a main character, you know? And, like... I'm not saying that the shows I watched were bad because they didn't have like an Asian, like an Asian character or whatever, but I think it just it just has to do with like overall representation, you know, like growing up and not necessarily have like having someone in film that ne that I looked up to that necessarily looked like me, like kind of I feel like if I did have that representation and I did have that ability to look up to someone that looked like me, I would have a completely different thought on this topic. I would be talking about, you know, or maybe not a completely different, but a slightly different opinion on this topic just because I just wanted to look like these people so bad and, you know, I didn't. And similar to me, I think I would have felt a bit more confident with myself i guess knowing that 
you know, I could look up to someone and, you know, I don't really know how to put it in your, I don't really know how to put it in words, but it's just like, I would have felt a lot better and like, like this is sound, this is sounding so sad, but like, but I'm just like, I just think it would have been like, I would have had a whole different top opinion on this topic. And like, like I've seen videos and like pictures on Instagram of like these little girls watching TV and they like, especially when like Kamala Harris was at the inauguration and like these little girls watching TV and you know, they were like, so like they were in awe of that like, like seeing a woman in that position for the first time obviously is making history and is not only making history for the con like the country but like and you know little kids can look up to that and just see that you know they can do it and they can you know it's not impossible you know what i'm saying like oh my gosh i'm getting so deep but like you you know like it's just like even like michelle obama or like any any like inspirational like oh you know that little that picture of that little girl that like was a little painting of Michelle Obama, like, somewhere, and she was just, like, in awe, and she, like, wouldn't, like, leave. Wasn't she on Ellen or something? But, like, that was, like, so cute, and I think, you don't think that, like, is a big deal. Like, you're like, oh, they're just three years old. They're just four years old. Well, like, they'll get over it. They won't know. But it does. It is a big deal, and, like, seeing someone that looked like you, seeing someone that looks like you can, like, makes you feel like empowered that's the word that's the word i was looking for oh my gosh okay yeah it's just a, such an empowering feeling that like i needed i guess when i was younger whoa okay it's getting deep but again growing up like at school like it was a pretty diverse school i saw people of different cultures and whatnot but not like i'm not gonna say like i never got made fun of for the way i look and like I don't know. I mean, I'm sh like, obviously, that's not just me. Like, it happened. I don't want to say it happens because it shouldn't happen. Like, I don't want to normalize that. Like, I know, like, this audience, like, my audience has, like, a wide age range. But, like, if you're younger or, like, even if you're older, I don't care. But, like, I don't want to normalize that and say, like, oh, yeah, it happens, whatever. Because I don't. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. You shouldn't be made fun of for your physical appearance or who you are as a person. And, you know, when it did happen, I didn't necessarily, like, do anything about it. I just kind of brushed it off and was like, okay, whatever. Because, like, I'm not going to instigate something or, like, you know, incur... Like, they weren't... Like, I wasn't... I was, I'm not going to say I was, like, bullied. I wasn't... Like, it wasn't repetitively. It was, like, slight, like, remarks, like... I don't know if this was elementary or middle school, but anyways, this person was like, let me draw a picture of you. And they like, you know, where they like drew the eyes, like super, like, like they just drew lines, for, like horizontal lines for my eyes. And then I just said, haha, whatever. Brushed it off, didn't think much of it. But like, I was already like insecure about like my eyes or whatever. And yeah, I've definitely had people come up to me and do you know like they pull their eyes back so they look smaller and and you know in like a mocking way and that was mostly when I was younger and when I was younger I really didn't think you know that was bad I just kind of 
brushed it off, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't see it. I didn't take it as like, oh, that's bad. Like when I was younger, I didn't really see that it was like a serious thing. Like that is bad. Like I thought it was a normal thing, which it's not. And I hope that people, I mean, I feel like we've come, you know, we've come all like a long way again with representation stuff, but we're obviously still, we still need to progress in a lot of areas. But anyways, um, I hope that, you know, especially younger kids, you know, they do, they don't think that's normal and they don't think that it's an everyday occurrence that someone makes fun of you or someone picks on you or even if it's a little thing because I don't think my insecurities like necessarily stemmed from like others actions but I definitely think that you know it encouraged I guess my insecurities and I kind of I don't know how to put it like it made it worse I don't know like I was already insecure about like my eyes and like my appearance or whatever and like you know if someone pointed it out you know and even if they didn't intentionally try to pick on my appearance it still I still took it in that way I still took it as that's the only thing they notice about me what I'm insecure about is the only thing people see and that's a whole nother topic I that's a whole nother topic about insecurities and body positivity and whatnot but that yeah that's a whole nother episode but that shouldn't be normal you know that's what I'm just trying to say like and I think you know that was something growing up too I didn't like how small my eyes were and I was like I would literally as a kid like every time I would like rub my eye like rub my eyes like they were itchy or something I would like like kind of like press not press like I would like kind of like like smoosh them you know or like i just tried to like i maybe was like maybe this will make them bigger you know like they'll be more round and they wouldn't be as like long and narrow and i like it just like became a habit like i literally still do that now like not because i think i'm gonna get bigger eyes but like it just became a habit and i'm like why did i like i don't think i should have i don't five six year old you know like any age you should not be that especially when you're younger you should not be that insecure and i've seen like these eight nine year olds on tiktok being like what i eat in a day and they like barely eat anything and and they're like like i saw this like one post of this girl she was like well probably like eight or nine years old and she was like oh um i'm so bloated or whatever and like i'm so big like i'm so big like why and i it literally is media and it's like we're exposed to the certain body type and the certain physique and the certain look and appearance that we have to look like and every like beauty standards change all the time and like well this is a whole nother topic this is like besides culture this is like okay i'm gonna i want to do a whole nother episode on influencer culture and like social media and like body positivity all that stuff that's a whole nother topic that's a whole nother episode i can go on and on about that i've already been talking for a while now so i'm gonna kind of wrap this up but yeah to wrap it up i guess i would just say that it did take me a while it took me a long time to kind of accept who i am you know and like embrace my culture whatnot or like and just be okay with not looking like every main character that i was exposed to and like, I mean, it was definitely like a learning curve. Like I don't like, 
I, there's times I still like face that struggle and I still think, you know, I still have those thought like those insecure thoughts or whatnot. And I definitely think that we are making progress with representation in media and film, especially with Crazy Rich Asians, you know, all Asian guys, you know, Black Panther and, you know, all these shows with a diverse cast and showing different cultures around the world. And I think that's great. And I think we should keep continuing to do that and do even more. And I think that, you know, I hope that kids out there do realize that, like, do embrace who they are and do embrace their culture and whatnot. Well, okay, I'm getting really deep and I feel like I'm just repeating myself. So I'm just going to wrap it up there. Anyways, that was quite the conversation. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. Um, that was kind of deep. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you come back for our next conversation.